What a day that the Lord has made. Uh, you probably missed it. This is your first time worshiping with us here at Great Falls Church. Can you wave your hands? Wave your hands. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate. I know we greeted everybody, but let's celebrate and let's praise God for what he is doing and what he's about to do. This is the uh, the 4th of July weekend, so you know, everybody is out and celebrating and having your barbecues this weekend. And gonna be popping off your fireworks. Just make sure if you if you're lighting the fireworks, you get away from them. Don't don't think, brothers, that just because we could do it in our younger days that you can get away as fast as you used to. Yeah, well that, that coordination ain't what it used to, bruh. So just go ahead and let's be smart about it and hire somebody if we can, or just go see some fireworks. Let's be safe. Amen. Let's uh let's go to the word of the Lord. I won't hold you long today. Uh, the Lord has given me a word that I want to uh, go to. Let's go to the book of Mark. Let's go to the book of Mark, chapter 4. The book of Mark, chapter 4. I'm excited about what the Lord has given me. I think it's going to be a word that's relative to somebody, relative to whatever you have going on in your life or your situation. The Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. I live by his word, I, I move by his word. Some live by horses and some by chairs, but I will trust in the name of the Lord. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the other day I got to thinking about that. It didn't say the word of the Lord, it didn't say the acts of the Lord, it said the word, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. That means that you all you have to do is bring his name into your situation. He's going to stand up against that thing you're fighting. All you have to do is bring his name into that situation. I love it because you don't have to bring the acts. You don't have to know the apostles. You don't have to know Deuteronomy. You don't have to know Ezekiel. All you got to know is the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord is a strong tower. That's enough to fight with. My God, when the devil comes in, all you need to know is you can call on the name of Jesus. And if you call on Jesus, those folks say he will answer prayer. Sometimes we would just walk around the house saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We don't know what else to say. We don't know what else to, uh, how to pray. Sometimes we are just at a loss for words. But if you can just say, Jesus, something happens in the house. Demons tremble at that name. Jesus, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. My God, I, I feel excited. I feel the glory of the Lord and the presence of the Lord. And I got a word from the Lord. Mark 34 and verse 35. When you have it, say amen. Mark 4 and 35. I'm going to go down to verse 41. And the same day when the eve was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sought, sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat unto the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him 
and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this? And even the wind and the sea obey him. Very, very familiar passage of scripture, but I want to I want to talk about it from a different perspective. They went and woke him up. He was in the hinder part of the ship. They woke Jesus up. They said, Do you care if we perish? He woke up from his sleep and slumber and asked him, Why are you so afraid? What about this makes you so fearful? Then he spoke to the winds and the waves. He rebuked them in certain passages. He rebuked them. In fact, he rebuked the wind and the wave and said, Peace, be still. Let us pray. Father, in this moment, God, we come here boldly to your throne of grace, humbly submitting ourselves to what you have to say to your children today. Submitting ourselves to you, submitting ourselves to your way, submitting ourselves to what it is that you have for us as for us clarity and direction and peace and understanding about where we are in life. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for speaking to our minds. Thank you, Lord, for answering prayers. Thank you, Lord, for clear direction. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to just talk to you from the subject, favored for the storm. Favored for the storm. And I'm going to use a subtopic because sometimes I like to do that and I can't really decide which one is going to be. I'm going to use the subtopic. You are going to get there. You are going to get there. So last week I mentioned to you that we're going to be talking for the next couple of weeks about the favor of the Lord and really understanding the favor of the Lord and how do you walk in the favor of the Lord. So this is going to be our first installment into that. And so this, we're talking about favorite in the storm I really, I, I really wrestled in between, so I, I really want to give you the liberty. I know that sounds a bit uh, chaotic, but favored in the storm or favored for the storm. However that speaks to you, if you're favored in the storm, if you're favored for the storm, God is going to speak to you today. Can you say amen? amen? Let's first of all understand what favor is. Favor is something done or granted out of goodwill rather than from justice or remuneration or a kind of act. Remuneration is to pay to, uh, to pay for something or to uh, recompensate someone 
for a reward for work or trouble or something they have done for you. It's to pay somebody for a work or a service they have done for you. That's remediation, but the, but the definition of favor is when you get paid, when you get reimbursed, when you get um, compensated for something you had absolutely no hand in doing. That is God's doing of a favor for you and doing a favor to you and a favor for you in your life. Some definitions is that it is unmerited grace. Unmerited grace means that you, you cannot work for it. That's, that's the, the definition itself, unmerited. I couldn't earn a merit means I cannot work for it. There's nothing I can do to earn it. There's nothing I can do to deserve it. He just gives me a grace and he just pays me in a way and takes care of me in a way, in a way that I couldn't pay for it, in a way that I could never try to pay for it, in a way that I couldn't buy, in a way that I can't go into the store and obtain it. He just gives me his grace. He gives me his favor. He gives me his mercy in a certain kind of way, in a certain area. And so I want you to understand that there are times in your life and there are some people in here who walk in that unmerited grace, that unexplainable grace, that unexplainable favor that God has on your life. And how do you know it? Because you have a grace to do a thing that other people do not. When you have a grace to do a thing, that means that God has favored you in that area. Because if you have ever been doing a thing and people say, I don't know how you're able to do it so easily. I've tried to do that and I cannot do it. I stumble and fall. That is a sign that God has graced you in that particular area. That particular place, God has graced you. God has favored you to do something. He, he's just going to give you the wind. He's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the mindset to do easily in an area what some people struggle to do. He's going to give you the mindset. He's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the tenacity to do in an area. Some things that other people, if they even try to do, they may do a partial bit of it. They may do a small portion of it, but they'll never be able to fully flow in what you do easily. Some people, it's public speaking, and they have a grace and an act for public speaking, and so they can get up here on the microphone, and they can just, they let words flow out of their mouth. It's like water. It just flows out of it. And some of us, we just have to pray, God, help us to get through the next word, because we're just building on it. And so, Lord, just give us strength. And I do know that there are some who say that they would uh, rather do something where they were working uh, out in a cemetery versus standing in front of pub the public. And I just want to tell you, it's not that bad. You just have to never, never think about your nerves. And all of you out here who are thinking about getting in front of people and thinking about speaking, the art to really speaking in front of people is your nerves don't matter. They don't matter. You give too much attention to your nerves. You give too much attention to how you feel. And that's the problem with us. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Y'all know me by now. I get a little sidetracked. That's a problem with a lot of people nowadays. You care too much about how you feel. You care too much about your feelings. You care too much about, oh, I don't feel like it. And so you live an emotional life, and thus you get emotional results because you never do anything of substance because anytime life begins to challenge you, 
you. Anytime life begins to put a demand on you, suddenly you don't feel like it anymore, and thus your life is a result of the emotional decisions you are making. And God can never put any real weight on you, and thus you're not seeing success like you want to because you've been living your life based on your emotions. How you feel today? Yesterday I was standing outside and it was hot and I was sweating, and all of a sudden it started raining. And so, like the weather of uh, this city, you change frequently, and so there's no real balance in your life because nobody knows from what what hour, what minute, are you going to be up, are you going to be down, are you going to be for me, are you going to be against me, are you going to be hard working, are you going to be lazy, are you going to be steadfast, are you going to be unmovable, nobody knows, and so nobody can really trust the words you're saying because you're not solid and your emotions are running you all over the place. Can you say amen? amen. This week I want to talk about I'll show you what favor is. Next week, I'm going to talk about how to handle the favor of God on your life. I want you to understand that God grants his favor based on two things, your heart and his purpose. Your heart and his purpose. That's the reason why you cannot worry about somebody else trying to steal your favor. They can steal your ideal, they can steal your concept, but they cannot steal your favor. They can come in all day and they can see the blueprints. And I, I remember that, and, and this is going to tell our age, but when you wanted to copy something, you would put a piece of white paper over it and you would get a, a number two pencil and you would scribble over it and then you can see what somebody else wrote. And so you can copy off of somebody else. But God's favor is not like that. You can try to do everything you that you see me doing. You can walk up here. You can walk like me. You can talk like me. You can, you can wear the clothes I wear but you cannot steal the favor. So I want to give you some assurity that I know you may have haters in your life and I know there may be some people in your life that you want to block on social media. Block them if you want to, but I enjoy letting people see what God is doing in my life. I want you to see. I, I hardly block them because I feel like if you don't like me and I don't like you and you still coming to see what I'm doing, enjoy the show. That's how I feel. I know if it sounds bad. It may not sound fully godly. I'm sorry to my first time visitors. It may not sound fully anointed, but if you go through all of that trouble to see what I'm doing, enjoy the show. Enjoy the splendor, because I'm going to walk in the favor of God. I'm going to walk in what God has for me. If you're going to go through the trouble of stalking me, enjoy it. Enjoy everything God is doing for me. Enjoy everything that God is doing through me. I'm going to put it on full display. I don't want you to miss a minute. Come back next week because I'm going to have more for you. I want you to see the full splendor of what God is doing in my life and that's how you need to operate too because I don't care what they try to do to you. I don't care what they try to say to you. They cannot steal the grace God has put on your life. They cannot steal the favor God has put on your life. You are favored for that thing. You are favored for that place. You are favored to go through what you go through. You are favored for that person in your life. Nobody can come and steal them. Nobody can come and destroy what God has put together. I don't care. Say what you want to. Write an article. Write a newspaper. I'll help you print it. I'll give you 35 cents for the first subscription. But I came to tell you, you'll never be able to stop what God has started in my life. 
Glory to God. I got that bold confidence that if God started a thing, God's going to finish a thing. I got that bold confidence that greater is he that is in me than he that is in that world. I got that bold confidence. I don't care how it looks. I don't care. You can walk beside me and study me all day long. You cannot steal what God has placed on my life. You can't steal my faith. He did me a favor and you can't steal it. Because God is going to grant you favor based on your heart and based on his purpose. Yes, yes, yes. And some of you, you have a kind heart. That's what gets you the favor of God. Yes. And once you start walking in the favor, once you start walking in the promise of God, don't lose your heart. Don't lose your heart. Don't let the world's trouble make you lose your heart. That's the reason why he blesses you so. Don't let people around you who are jealous of you make you lose your heart. That's the reason why he blesses you so. Because you're so kind. Because you're so loving. Because you give people chances. That's the reason why he blesses you. But what the enemy wants to do, he wants to come in and take that and say, surely God is not for you because you got all these enemies around. Surely God is not for you because look at all these people that's hating on you. Surely God is not for you because look at all these people that's giving you trouble. Well devil, I for, you should have read your Bible because if you would have read your Bible, you would know that he makes a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so if I don't have no enemies, I have no table to eat. So if I got enemies, that means it's time for me to get my napkin, it's time for me to get my fork and my knife, get my A1 sauce, because I'm getting ready to have a feast in the presence of my enemies. Glory to God. What's your enemies? Your enemies may be physical, they may be mental, they may be emotional, but whatever enemies that are coming against your life, they are a sign that the Lord is getting ready to prepare a meal for you in the presence of all of those enemies. Look at her over there eating. I'm, I know that they cannot be eating at a time like this. How is he over there eating? I thought we hated on him. I thought we made his life miserable. I thought we barked at him and said that you should quit and nobody likes you. You said all of that, but waiter, please bring me another round. Bring me another selection. I'm ready to eat the next course. Glory to God. He's going to make a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Don't be afraid of your enemies. Don't be afraid. Walk right up to them. I just told you about the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Walk right up to them and tell them, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Walk right up to them and say, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Walk right up to them and say, I refuse to bow down to you. Walk right up to those fears. Stop letting those fears run you in the back. Stop letting those fears run you away. Stop letting those fears make you cower down and make you be quiet. The devil is a lie. I'm going to stand right up to those fears and tell my fears about my God. 
Glory to God. You telling God about your fears. You need to flip that thing and tell your fears about your God. Do you know the God that I serve? He is the God that stepped out of nothing and said, let there be. And everything you see came from his mouth. Don't you know the God that I serve? He stepped out on water and used it like it was concrete. And he stepped and walked right on it like he was walking in the park. Don't you know my God? My God owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Don't you know my God? Don't tell me about your fears. Don't tell me about your problems. Tell your problems about your God. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Now, if I had to go against your riches and glory, I would be upset. I would be fearful because one day you're going to run out. But my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. My God. My God. Can you say amen? Glory to God. I got excited already. I didn't mean to do that. He gives you favor based on your heart and his purpose. So if you want to know where God is going to unlock the favor, if you feel like I don't, I'm not walking in the favor of God and I can't find the favor of God, I don't know where the favor of God is. If you find God's purpose for your life, you will find his favor. If you find the purpose, you will find the favor. God is going to unlock favor according to the purpose he has for your life. The reason why people are struggling with this concept is because you are struggling with finding your purpose. Say it with me, God, help me to see my purpose. God, help me to see my purpose. When you find the purpose, you're going to find the favor. I'll give you an example. I can go out, well, maybe not now. A few years ago, I may would have went out to be an NFL football player. Maybe a linebacker. I don't know what y'all laughing at. I could have tried to go out for football. I, tr I could have tried to go after that. But I would have had a hard time, even though I liked it. I would have had a hard time succeeding in it. I would have made a little progress based on my work ethic. But there would not have been a consistent flow in that because that wasn't the purpose of God. But when I came over here and began to serve his kingdom, suddenly now I see doors opening, ways being made. Suddenly now I see God and, and, I, and I say, Lord, okay, what do you have for me? He say, Lord, he say, son, I want you to, to start a church. I want you to start a Grateful Heart Church. And suddenly now, you see a church that's not even six months old, now operating as if we're six years old. It's not It's not because I know the mayor. It's not because I know the city officials. It's not because we got just money pouring out of our ears. But the one thing we do have is the favor of God. And the favor of God is better than money. 
Glory to God. The favor of God can open doors no man can close. The favor of God can open doors. Other people will be standing right next to you knocking on their door and God will open the door and have you walk right in because he has the favor on your life for that particular thing. And once you find the purpose of God for your life, I don't care what it is. It doesn't always have to be on the microphone. But wherever God purpose for you to be, wherever God has an anointing for you to be, that's when you're going to find the favor. Glory to God. I want to kill the myth that the, the purpose of God is always behind a microphone or in front of a camera. You could be a great attorney. You could be a great bus driver. You can own the bus company. You can own, you can be a great city official. It doesn't always have to be in front, but wherever God has purpose for your life, that's where you're going to find the favor. Glory to God. You could be a great civil engineer and God just opened door after door after door and people think it's your degrees. People think it's the hard work you put in, though you have to put that in. But they don't realize the secret ingredient to it all is God's favor. It's God's favor. It's him unlocking doors. It's him stopping some things. Some things that other people went through that it killed them, but God kept you. I'm going to say it again. Some things that you went through, that the same, the person next to you went through, it killed them, but God kept you. That's why you need to praise God and start asking God, okay, you brought me here and you are keeping me. What is the purpose you have for me? And God is going to bless you according to your heart and according to his purpose. If it pleases God's purpose, He's going to give you the favor to get it done. Remember, the Bible says that I will give you the desires of your heart. It's not I'm going to be Santa Claus, but I'm going to give you the things to desire. I'm going to draw you to it by putting it inside of you and say, I called you to be this. And now you don't even realize sometimes you'll be driving down the road and you'll be drawn to that thing. And why are you drawn to that particular thing? Because God is giving you the desire for it. And you have a desire for things that other people don't understand and that other people don't see but it's a godly desire driving you to that thing so that God can give you the desires of your heart and as you begin to move towards that purpose he's going to begin to give you favor in that thing to do what he has purposed you to do God's favor and his purpose are hand in hand this okay? When God has a purpose for your life, he will favor your life in ways that make no sense. In ways that you cannot explain because a person like you should have the favor you have. I'll give you an example since you asked for one. Rahab the harlot. Rahab was a woman of the night. But when Joshua sent the spies out, she hid the spies and when the city was overtaken, because she hid the spies, she was shown favor, and her family was not destroyed because God favored her. I want to tell you, it may not look on the outside like I should be walking in God's favor. You may know what I did. You may know my lineage. You may know how crazy we are. But one thing you cannot do is stop the favor of God on my life. You may talk about me. 
You may say, I knew him when. I knew his mama back in the day. His cousin's crazy. All his aunties crazy. His uncles went to jail. Yeah, you may know that, but that may not necessarily be my testimony because I'm walking the favor of God. I'm walking in God's favor for my life because I got a purpose for my life. And once you begin to understand that, you'll know that, that, that the, the message is true. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper because if God put a purpose on your life, remember his word cannot return unto him void. So if he put a purpose on your life, the word cannot come back to him until it has fulfilled the thing where it was sent out to do. So I don't care what they say. I don't care who comes along. I don't care what they try to plot against you. They can form the weapons, but the weapons will never prosper against you. My God. My God. God's favor can sustain you even when you don't realize that you are being favored. God's favor sustains you even when you don't realize that you're being favored and you are walking in your own accordance and you are walking in disobedience. But because God's favor is on your life, he will keep you. Give you a reference? Sure, I will. Jonah, he said, Jonah, I want you to get up and I want you to go to Nineveh and minister to my, to my people. Jonah said, okay, I'm going to go to Tarsus. I'm going to do what I want to do right now, because I don't want to do it. I don't want to deal with them, Lord. I don't want to deal with your people. Those are your people. You know how crazy they are. I don't want to deal with them. So God said, okay, cool. Hey, uh, Willie, come back. So the giant fish swallowed him up. That ain't really his name. His name could have been Willie. I don't know. That's what I you call him what you want to. Shamu, I don't care. It's up to you. The fish came by and grabbed him. And the Bible says that Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days. How is it possible? Think with me. Any biology majors in here? Anybody who took biology? Think with me. How is it possible for Jonah to be swallowed by this fish? And not one of the stomach acids was able to burn and destroy Jonah. How is it possible that he's in the belly of a living thing and still has enough oxygen to survive it? How is it possible that he's closed off in his thing? No communication. Everything else around him that gets swallowed up is dead upon impact. How is it possible that God is having him in this isolation, in the belly of the fish, and God is sustaining him. Because Jonah had the favor of God on his life, even in disobedience. How is it possible that you came from the family you came from, came from the neighborhood you came from, or surrounded by the people in your family, surrounded by the friends that you have, surrounded by the health elements that you have? How is it possible that you have all this other death around you and God still sustains you? That's because it's not you. It's not about you going to school. It's not about you having money in the bank. It's not about you having the right connections. It's because 
because God's hand is on you and God has favored you. And he said, when you come out of the fish's belly, when you come out of that state where you're going to try to do things the way you want to do it and the way that you feel like you should do it, he said, then you're going to find my favor. Then I'm going to spit you out of that and I'm going to have you to survive the thing that the people next to you couldn't survive because my favor is on you. My favor is on you. It couldn't kill you. The fish had no permission to kill you. The fish had no authority to kill you. The fish could have swallowed you, but he couldn't chew you. He couldn't, he couldn't digest you the normal way that he normally digests the food because I favored you and I had, I had to put you in a special compartment. Uh-oh, thank you, Lord. He that, that, that uh, he hides you in his secret place. He hides you over in the secret place. Moses said, Lord, I want to see you. He said, nobody's ever been able to see my face. But I'm going to put you in a cleft of a rock, and I'm going to have my goodness to pass by you. I'm going to put you in this small place. I'm going to put you in this tight place, but I'm going to have my goodness to pass by you. I'm going to put you between a rock and a hard place. He that dwelleth in a secret place, thank you, of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in that secret place. How are you able to make it? You should have lost your mind a long time ago. You should have blew your brains out three months ago. You should have drove over a cliff. I was dwelling in the secret place. Oh, I was dwelling in the secret place. I wish I could tell you where it is, but it's a secret place. I wish I could tell you how to find it. I could try to pull it up on my GPS, but it's the secret place. It's the secret place. He and I, we got a special relationship going. It's my secret place. I can't tell you how to get there. I just know I've been there before. Huh? Oh, I can't tell you. I can't map scoping, but I can. I know that I've been there before. I know when all hell was breaking loose and I thought I would lose my mind. I thought I would faint. I thought I was quit. But suddenly, I felt a calmness come over me because he held me in the secret place. If you've ever been in that secret place, you know that there is no weapon that can get through the secret place. There's no sickness that can get through the secret place. He puts you in that secret place and hides you. He puts you in that secret place and say, stay here, daughter, until I get this situated. He puts you in that secret place and say, man, I'm going to cause my goodness to pass by you. But you got to get in that secret place. He that dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. That secret place. It's unexplainable. I'm favored to have the secret place. I'm favored to have that secret place. That hiding place. When the world is going crazy, I'm in a secret place. I'm favored to be in that secret place. I can't explain it. I don't know how I made it through it. I should have died. I should have been swallowed up. But I've been in that secret place. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. I didn't get it because of my family. I didn't get it because I had enough money. I didn't get it because I had enough degrees. But all I did was just follow him. And he put me in that secret place. Huh? 
that rock in that heart place. He put me in the secret place. I can't even try to get to it if I try to go it into my strength. But he has to put me in there. He said, because if I show you, then you'll try to bring somebody else over to it that I didn't authorize them to be in. If I show you really how to get there, then you will come there with your filthy self and try to get there and clean yourself up and try to get there and hide yourself from the stuff you did. But he said, if you dwell in me, I'm going to put you in that place that nobody else can find but me. Glory to God. I'm going to put you in that place that nobody else can access to but me. If you put me, if you just trust me in the hard places and trust me in the dark places, I'm going to put you in the secret place that is unexplainable. And the God of all linguistical abilities, the God of heaven and earth, just call it a secret place. The God of uh, the sun, the moon, the stars just says, I'm going to put you in the secret place. Your purpose, once you go after your purpose, you're going to find your favor. To my text, real quick. Jesus after performing these miracles, and Mark opens up, it just briefly mentions the birth, but then Mark just talks really about the acts of Jesus, that Jesus had come to the world to be a servant. And Jesus was, he was fully, he clocked in as soon as he got here. Mark, Mark just jumps right in and talks, talks about the things that God has done, the things that Jesus did on the earth. And just talks about the miracle after miracle and the people that he healed and the people that he blessed. And so Understandably so, Jesus was tired. And so he said, let's go to the other side, which is the Sea of Galilee. He got his boys, he got his disciples, and, and he said, let's go to the other side. And while they were on the ship, the storm came. I think it's funny. That it just happens to mention, and there were other little ships with him. Which is really odd to me that he would just mention it and throw it out there like that. The storm rose, and Jesus was on this boat, and he was asleep. And he got up and rebuked the winds and waves. The funny thing about it is that there is no account of what happened to the other boats. There is no account of what happened. Did the other boats, did they capsize? Did the other boats, did they make it to the other side? There is no account of that. And so when I was thinking and praying about, Lord, how do I now talk about your favor and get people to understand what your favor is? And, and I thought and I prayed and he said, take them to this particular story. And I said, Lord, well, how is that showing favor? Most people will talk about it next week. We talk more about Joseph and most people we talk about Hannah. And most people we talk about Noah and most people we talk about Moses. But he said, you got to talk to my people about the disciples because they were favored in the storm. 
or favorite for the storm. They were favored in this storm because the other ships don't have the same testimony that they had me inside of them. See, so the reason why you were able to make it, the reason why your storm, your boat did not capsize in the same storm that other people's boats were riding in is because you had the greater one on the inside of you. You had the greater one on the inside so your boat could not sink. You had the greater one on the inside so your boat could not could not capsize. You had the greater one inside of you. And that is what you got to know when you walk in the purpose and the favor of God. It is a storm all around you. Yes. And the Bible says it stormed so bad that the boat was now full. The boat was now full of the thing that it had been surrounded by. The boat was now full of all of the trouble that it was now getting hit by. The boat was now full. But because because the boat was full doesn't mean it's sinking. Because the boat could not sink. Because it had the greater one on the inside of it. And the Lord said, you need to tell my sons and daughters you have been favored for the storm. Because you have the greater one on the inside of you. And if you have the greater one on the inside of you, you can stand up to that storm. And you can look at that storm face to face and say, peace be still. You don't have to argue with it. You don't have to go into a, a, a theatrics with it. You don't have to write a dissertation. All you need to know is the greater one lives inside of you. And all you got to do is call him up. And if you call him up, all you got to say is peace. Be still. God has favored you for the storm you were in. God has favored you. He had selected you. And the other boats around you don't have the same testimony because they didn't have the Savior riding on the inside. But if you got the Savior riding on the inside, then all you got to do is look at that storm face to face. Look at that hell you've been going through face to face. Look at that situation that's been threatening to take you out, that's been threatening to kill you. It took other boats out. The other boats, they never wrote about what happened to the other boats. But I know as for me and my boat, we are going to say to you, devil, peace be still. We are going to look you right in your face. We're going to conquer that thing. I'm not running from it anymore. I'm not going to bow down to it. I'm not going to cower down to it. I'm not going to go to the bottom and wait on my ship to sink. The devil is a lie. I'm going to look you right in your face, devil, and say, peace be still. I don't have to argue with you. I don't have to tell you about what my mama prayed and my grandmama prayed. I don't have to tell you what the pastor said. All I know is what Jesus said. He stood up to that devil. He stood up to that, those winds and waves and said, peace be still. Glory to God. Glory to God. And which is really interesting because he rebuked the winds and the waves. You don't rebuke winds and waves. You rebuke a spirit. He rebuked the spirit, because you got to understand what happens in chapter 5. If we would have kept reading in chapter 5, as soon as the boat made it to the other side, the Bible says that there was a man that came out of the cave that came and that met Jesus. And the Bible says that they couldn't hold this man because he was held down with chains 
and he will break out of the chains. And they could not hold this man because this man was being tormented. And this man was possessed with demons. And they couldn't hold the man. And the man ran to Jesus. And before Jesus told the man that he was delivered, he asked the demons, what is your name? And the demon said, my name is Legion, for we are many. And Jesus said, you got to come out of here. But the demon said, wait a minute. Before you send me out of here, please suffer it that I don't leave this area. And the Lord said, the reason why you've been favored in the fight is because of what happens in chapter 5. I'm going to use your purpose. I'm going to use what I'm going to do in your life because of what happens in chapter 5. What happens in chapter 5? Jesus says, okay, I'm going to suffer it that way, and I'm going to send you out of this man. And that one man that had that legions of demons, the demons read in what the Bible says, 2,000 pigs, and the pigs rather drown in the sea than hold what that man was holding. And I came to tell you the reason why the devil's been fighting you and the reason why you've been favored in this storm is because the devil doesn't want you to get to the other side and he doesn't want you to get to the other side where the freedom for your family is. See, you gotta understand something. The enemy is strategic. The enemy is strategic because what he is doing, he's trying to fight you but he is he doesn't realize that you have the greater one in you and that you're stronger now. So what he tries to do is bring a storm in your life to distract you. But he don't realize how strong you've become now because of the storm you had to endure. But what he wants to do is he says, suffer it to be so that we don't leave this bloodline. Suffer it to be so that we don't leave this city. Suffer it to be so that we don't leave this job. Suffer it to be so that we don't leave this house. But the devil is a liar. I came to tell you if you make it to the other side, when you make it to the other side, the demon that was trying to stay there has no choice, but it has to go. And that's the reason why the Lord favored you in this storm is because he wants you to make it to chapter 5. Chapter 5 is where you rebuke the thing that's been tormenting not just you. It's been tormenting your family. It's been tormenting your bloodline. It came from your daddy. It came from your auntie. It came from your uncle. It came from the ancestors. But the Lord told me to tell you, I gave you the power to rebuke that thing and cast it out. It no longer has the authority to live in your bloodline. It no longer has the authority to terrorize you at its being. And I want you for the next 30 seconds to praise God because he has given you the authority to change. He has given you the authority to call that thing up. He has given you the authority. He gives you the authority to make it to the other side. He has given you the authority to make it through that storm. He's given you the favor to make it through that thing that other people couldn't make it through. He's given you the authority to make it through that thing that other people died in. He's given you the authority to make it through that thing. He's given you the authority to speak to that thing. Stop letting the winds and the waves run your life, but begin to speak to that thing. 
Stop letting the winds and the waves run your life and begin to speak to that thing. You won't run this house like you used to. This house is not going to be afraid. No, we're not going to buckle down. No, I'm not going to board my windows. No, I'm not going to turn off the electricity. Devil, if one of us is going to be here, I can tell you who it's going to be. It's not going to be you. I command you in the name of Jesus. You got to get out of here. Peace be still. Peace be still. Peace be still. Peace on my home. And peace in my job. And peace in my family. And peace in my money. And peace on my mind. Peace, peace, peace. You got to get out of here. Peace be still. And while I'm speaking peace over my body, I'm going to speak peace over my mother and peace over my father and peace over my distant relatives and peace over my cousins. I speak peace right now. I don't know who this is for, but you need to start speaking peace. The devil has been rocking your boat. He's been waving. Your boat's been waving. Your boat almost feels like it's going to capsize. Your boat is now filled with the thing that has been floating on. But the devil is alive. I came to tell you, you got to greater one in you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I came to tell you, devil, your time is up. It's time for you to get out of here. I don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. I don't care what you run into, but you can't stay here. Find the pigs, find the cows, find, I don't care what you find. You can find a walrus, but you're not going to be able to stay here. And I don't care what you got to do. You need to speak back to that devil and speak back and let him know that it is time for you to go. God has given me favor in this storm and I dare you to praise God because the greater one that lives on the inside of you is the one that's going to do the talking from now on. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's time for you to let him do the talking. You time to do your talking. You time to do your speaking. But my time is over. It's time for him to rise up and speak. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Speak back to that thing. Speak back to that thing. Speak back to that thing. It will no longer be able to run you. It will no longer be able to rule you. Speak back to that thing. I'm giving you the authority to speak back to it. I'm giving you the favor in the storm to speak back to it. Other boats could not do the same thing. They didn't have my favor on them. The other boats just had to ride it out. Some may have made it. Some may have not made it. I don't know. It doesn't say it. But you made it because you were favored in the storm because you had me riding on the inside of it with you. That's what you got to know. That's the boldness you got to walk in. That's the boldness you got to declare. I got him on the inside of me. I'm not going to be afraid anymore. The rain can come. The rain can go. And I'm going to be steady in my stance. I'm going to be steady in my stance. It can come, it can go. But I'm going to be steady in my stance. I got the favor of God. It would be different if I just had me. But I got the greater one. I got the water walker. I got the one who stood out on nothing and said, let there be. I got the one who created the heaven and the earth. I got the one who created the moon and the stars. I got the one who created the mountains down on the inside of me. So because he's on the inside of me, I can speak to that thing. 
and rebuke it. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Thank you, Lord. It's a spirit. It's not just hard times. It's not just a struggle. It's a spirit. Thank you, Lord. It's a spirit that has come against you. It's a spirit that has come against your family. It's a spirit that has come against your body. It's a spirit that's come against your mind. But the Lord told me to tell you, if you rebuke it, it's got no choice but to leave. If you rebuke it, it has no choice but to get out of here. If you rebuke it, stop talking around it. Stop making, stop making uh, uh, choices as if you're going to let it live with you. Just because you see a storm doesn't mean you need to get an umbrella. You need to get a voice. Glory to God. Just because you see the storm, don't get an umbrella. Get a voice. Get a voice and speak back to it. Don't compromise with it. I think I couldn't think of the word. Don't compromise with your storm. Speak to that storm. Because the storm is really a camouflage for the spirit behind the storm. See, the devil knows he cannot fight you directly. He cannot fight you directly. So what he has to do, he has to put something that looks natural in front of you. To make you say, well, this is a natural occurrence to me being in the middle of the sea. So I should just endure this natural occurrence. But the devil is a lie. It's not a natural occurrence because why did the storm choose now to come? It's not a natural occurrence. It's a spirit. It's a spirit that's come against your mind. It's a spirit that's come against your family. It's a spirit that has come against your body. It's a spirit. Stop being nice with the spirit. Because the spirit is not being nice with you. All the times that spirit has kept you up at night and said you'll never win, you'll never make it. All the times that spirit has told you you should give up. All the times the spirit has said you should take these pills. All the time the spirit has said you should just kill yourself. All the times the spirit has said you'll never get out of debt. All the times the spirit has made you believe that God is not for me. All the time the spirit has made you believe that you'll never get out of this situation. All the time the spirit has made you believe you'll never get out of that hell and you're being nice to the spirit and asking the spirit to leave. What I'm telling you, the spirit ain't been nice to you so you don't need to be nice to it. Command it and everybody and everything attached to it, you have got to go. You've got to go. You've got to go. Use the authority within you. The greater one is in you. It's not me, it's not your family, it's not your blackness, it's not your cultural ancestry, it's the greater one. If I was going on my own strength, you could get off of on me, but it's the greater one that's inside of me. I'm not walking on what I heard the preachers say, I'm not walking on what my grandmama used to say. I'm not walking on the rights, the, the, the blood of a civil rights leader. The greater one is inside of me. Amen. The greater one lives in me. And with him living in me, I'm not going to be afraid of this storm anymore. It was a day 
while we compromise, I will batten down the hatches and board my windows. It will be a day where I will take all kind of take all kind of precautions to make sure the storm doesn't destroy my house. That was yesterday. I'm not even doing all that now. I'm going to sit outside and sip me some lemonade because you know what, devil? You got to get out of here. You got to go. By the authority invested in me, I pronounce that thing is dead. You got to go. You got to go. You got to get out of here. You have got to go. Not another day where I'm going to ask the storm while I make it. I'm telling the storm, out of the two of us, one of us is going to still be standing here. And guess what? I got plans for tomorrow. Yes, yes, out of the two of us playing, one of us is going to still be standing here. And I got plans for tomorrow, so I don't know what you're doing, but you're getting out of here. Talk back. You've been favored in that storm. Now walk in that favor. God favored you. God lets you survive things that other people didn't survive. They don't understand it. They can't comprehend it. They try to put it down on paper. And by all accounts, you should be dead. By all accounts, you should have dropped out by now. By all accounts, y'all should be divorced. By all accounts, by everything I look for, you should be bankrupt. By all accounts, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. By everything I'm looking at, you shouldn't still be here. By everything I'm looking at, you should be somewhere with a white jacket on. With somebody coming to feed you every few hours. By everything I'm looking at, by that story you tell me about how you were raised. That story you tell me about your first husband. That story you tell me about the kids you have to raise. That story you tell me about how you barely made it and how you scraped and made it happen. That's God favoring you because I don't look like what I've been through. I don't look like the storm that I had to fight. Thank you, Lord. Yesterday I was, I was making some food on my barbecue grill. No surprise. And when I began to make the food, it was fine. The weather was fine. It was sunny. In fact, it was hot. And, and I turned the AC all the way down low because I was going in and out. And it was hot in the house. And so I wanted to be cool in the house. Because it was so hot. It was so humid yesterday. So I made adjustments in the house according to the weather outside. And then I'm cooking, and as I'm cooking, I'm standing under an umbrella to block me from the sun, and all of a sudden the rain started coming. And it started raining and trickling, sprinkling. And then before I know it, it was a full-fledged storm. And I'm still outside. And I'm trying to make the decision. Do I leave this here? It's storming. I'm getting a little wet, but I got this umbrella.
Do I now go in the house and cook? I got, I have food that I still need to cook. Do I cook it now in the house? Or do I just make this work and ride this storm out? So I said, stubbornly, I'm gonna keep cooking. I have my umbrella, I have my grill, I moved the umbrella by the door. I was good. I kept cooking. And the funny thing is, I took the last piece of meat off of the grill. I went downstairs to put it in the kitchen. I came back up. And when I came back up, all the rain was gone. Now I thought, now wait a minute. It stopped storming the moment I took the last piece of food off. The Lord said it was never about the food. Because of me, I was going to cook that food. It didn't happen. Stove, grill, the food was getting cooked. It's about endurance. If you can let this storm come in, I've been planning for days and days on how I'm going to do it. And here comes this storm. This storm came at such an inconvenient moment. We had guests coming to the house. I, I, I want to prepare a certain way. I told them, come hungry. Now I got this storm making everything inconvenient. Everything I prepared for, everything I prepped for, everything I got, I made ready. And here comes this storm. Wind is blowing. Rain is just coming down. Everything outside is getting wet. Until I stopped, cooked the last piece, and it was done. God said, if you endure hardness as a good soldier, just endure. Most of life is not about what happens to you. It's about how you react to it. Endure. Speak to that thing. God said, some things I'm going to move out of your way. And some things I'm going to have you to, to endure. Because I'm teaching you something in your endurance. Some of you are going through things, and you say, preacher, I've done that. I spoke to it. I walked around the house. I anointed the house. I did all of this. I shouted. I put worship music on. I asked all my prayer warriors to join in prayer and pray for this. And it seems like this storm is just still hovering. There's nothing happening. Well, you got to know it's God keeping you in the storm. He's building up your endurance. Psalm says, for his anger is but for a moment. In his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I'm going to have you to stand to your feet real quick. And I'm going to ask you, I know it's, it's we're getting ready to close, and I, I know it may not be what you're used to, but, but you, you say, I've been, in, I've been in a real bad storm, and sometimes I didn't feel 
the favor. I want you to just join me up here at this altar. You said, preacher, I don't really feel like I have it. I just need somebody. I just need to know I'm not in this by myself. I just need somebody to pray with me and pray for me. Because sometimes it felt like the storm had me. Sometimes it felt like I had the storm. Sometimes it felt like I was going to give in. Sometimes it felt like I was going to capsize. Sometimes it felt like I was going to make it through. Other times I wondered, Lord, how am I going to get through? There were times I didn't know if I was going to make it from one day to another. And you say, preacher, I don't know. I just want to pray for you. And let you know, you're going to make it. You are going to make it to the other side. You are going to make it to the other side. You are going to make it to the other side. Okay, everybody shout. Bow your heads and close your eyes. See, what the enemy wants to make you do is make you say, don't, don't, don't jump out there. You don't need this. Don't do that. You don't know those people. Don't do that. Everybody going to be looking at you. But the devil is alive. I say, let him look. I'd rather you look at me getting delivered than you look at me sinking. I'd rather you look and you say, look at that person getting delivered versus look at that person sinking. Look at that person drowning. I'd rather you say, look at me getting delivered and getting set free than look at me on the bottom of the sea. eyes closed and hands lifted. Your hands lifted is an indication of, of your heart being lifted up to God. And you're giving your all to him. And Father, I thank you, Lord. I stand in the authority you've given me. And I pray for those who are surrounding this altar and those who are afraid to come afraid God because sometimes we, we, we feel like we could be disappointing you by not admitting we're as strong as we should be but God I thank you that you are strong for us your strength is made perfect in our weakness and I thank you Lord I no longer have to be strong because you are I thank you for building the endurance and the resistance within me, God. And showing me, God, who I am and how favored I am in this storm and through this storm. And showing me, God, that your hand is on me. Thank you, God, for your strength, your peace. Be still. Peace. Be still. Peace. Be still. Peace in your mind. Peace in your family. Peace in your home. Peace. Those, those physical ailments, peace. Those financial woes, peace. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Clap your hands and praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Come on, celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Come on, celebrate the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Celebrate the God of all salvation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before we leave, there's a couple of things I want to do. We're going to, we're going to do the Lord's Supper here in just a few minutes. But you, if you have the offer, because I'm going to ask that you would sow into the word that the Lord has given me. It's not sowing and paying for anything. But I'm going to ask you to sow into the work of the Lord. This, this is a new work that God is doing. This is a new seed that God has planted here in this area, here for this generation. We are called for such a time as this. This church is called for such a time as this. This church is called for such a time as this. This church, come on, I, I want some, some grateful hearts. This church is called for such a time as this. The church of the living God is going to stand. This church, Grateful Heart Church, has been called for such a time as this. God's favor, God's hand is on this ministry. God's favor, God's hand is on this ministry. Thank you, Lord. The enemy wanted to destroy it from its inception, but the devil is alive. The enemy's been fighting since day one, but the devil is alive. The favor of God is on this ministry. You can't stop what God has started. I mean that. I mean that. What God has started, won't no man, won't no spirit, won't no storm be able to stop. And that's what you need to walk in. What God has started, Jesus is the one that said, let us go to the other side. So it's him that started the journey. There's no journey that God is going to take you on that the devil is going to be able to fight and stop. There ain't no journey. If, he, if I said, let's go to the other side, you may be able to get me. But because he said, let's go to the other side, this boat has no choice but to get to the other side. It has no choice but to get to the other side. And if God has called you to do something, you have no choice but to do what God called you to do. There's a greater work inside of you. There's a greater work inside of you. You still have quality years remaining. The devil is alive. You still have quality years remaining. Your best days I don't care. You could have traveled all over the world. You could have went to the Taj Mahal. You could know every prince and every king in the Eastern Hemisphere. But I'm telling you, your best days are ahead of you. Your best days are ahead of you. Your best days are ahead of you. Your eyes haven't seen. Your ears haven't heard. Neither has it entered your heart the thing that God is going to do to you. The thing that God is going to do through you. The thing that God is going to do for you. You haven't even dreamed your wildest dream yet. You haven't even saw your greatest height yet. You haven't even got as high as God is going to take you. God said, I can't even put it on your mind because your human mind couldn't handle it. 
Habakkuk 3 and 5 says, I'm going to do a work in you in such that if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. I got to say that again. That's our testimony. He said, I'm going to do such a work in you. If I told you, you wouldn't believe it. If I told you how I'm going to bless you, you wouldn't believe it. If I told you how big the thing is going to be, you'll be scared and you will run away from it. Because it's way more than you can imagine. It's way more than what you thought. But God said, I can't even tell you, but I'm going to try to tell you. But even if I tried to tell you, you wouldn't believe it. That's why the storm came. That's why the storm came. The storm came. The storm is merely a distraction. Keep cooking. It's merely a distraction. Keep going. It's merely a distraction. Don't drop out yet. It's a distraction. Don't give up yet. It's a distraction. Don't file for bankruptcy yet. It's a distraction. Don't file for divorce yet. It's a distraction. It's merely a distraction. Don't give in yet. It's a distraction. Call the greater one up and speak to that thing. I almost said out of my human proclivity, wait that thing out, but the Lord said, no, you don't have to wait it out. Speak to it. And that's the problem. Some things you've been waiting out. Speak to it. I don't have to wait out of spirit. I will speak to it. I don't have to wait out a demon. I will speak to it. I don't have to wait out what the devil is setting up in my life. I will speak to that thing. Lift your seats before God. Good Lord, I, I got excited. I'm going to speak to that thing. Okay. Glory to God. I'm going to speak to that thing. Father, we lift these seats up before you. These are seeds, God, that are going into the ground, and we expect a harvest. The devil wouldn't have been fighting us if we wouldn't have it. going to have a harvest. And Lord, we thank you for the harvest. Thank you for the harvest that's coming. Thank you, God. We sow and we expect to make it to the other side. We give you praise, God. And thank you, Lord. We're going to water this seed with a praise. And thank you, Lord, that the storm that came as a distraction was merely our transportation to help us get to the other side quicker. Glory to God. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands on the way to your seats. Clap your hands on the way to the seat. If you have a paper envelope, Javen, if you have me, if you have a paper envelope, if you wave your hand, Javen is going to come back and grab those in just a second. If you have a paper uh, envelope, glory to God. We're going to do two things all at once. We're going to do two things all at once. If you have your communion elements, I want you to grab those uh, because we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to observe the Lord's supper. Uh, we're going to observe the Lord's Supper. Glory to God in the highest. 
I'm excited about what God is doing. I feel the power and the presence of God in this place. God is doing something supernatural. That's the reason why the devil has been fighting you. That's the reason why the devil has been has been sending everything. He's been sending all kinds of storms. Thank you, Lord. The Lord said, some people, you've been dealing with unusual storms. It doesn't make sense. It's just one thing after another. One thing after another. You get finished with this, and boom, here comes that. And you get that thing settled, and bam, something else comes. That's not just a regular rainstorm. That's a spirit. That's a spirit to, to distract you from what God, God said, let us go. He said, let us go to the other side. He's the orchestrator of this trip. And the devil knew that. He knew that because he knew what was coming in chapter 5. He knows that once you make it through this storm, thank you, everything that is around you is going to shift. Everybody that's attached to you is shifting. Everybody that's connected to you is shifting. Those other boats, some that made it, they only made it because they were surrounded by the boat that had Jesus inside of it. So God said the people that are connected to you, you're going to be able to affect change in their life. And once you make it to the other side, once you rebuke those legions, the legion has to leave that area. He has to leave your family. He has to leave your bloodline. He has to leave your neighborhood. I'm using you to affect change. That's the reason why the devil is trying to distract you because you are a change agent. You're going to change the thinking of your family, the thinking of your neighborhood, the thinking of the people you grew up with. You are a change agent. So the devil is sending a storm to make you change your mind. Maybe God ain't mean for it. Look at this storm. Maybe God didn't call me here. Look at this storm. Don't you care if we perish? Jesus, don't you care if we perish? And Jesus said, why are you so afraid? I'm the one that said, let's go. I said, let's go. Don't you think I'm God enough to know that the storm was coming when I said, let's go? I'm God enough to know the storm was coming the moment I said, let's go to the other side. And I'm God enough to know the storm was coming when I got tired and decided to take a nap. Get some rest. What did I say? Get some rest. Because if he is God enough to say, let's go, he's God enough to know the storm is coming. He was God enough to go to sleep and get some rest in the middle of the storm. Get some, some sleep and some rest. Get some rest. Because the greater one is already here. I'm getting some sleep tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go, God. So y'all can go get your, your barbecue ribs or whatever you can get. Your brunch. Because I feel something. We'll start a revolution and a revival in this place. From storm chases. Speaking of storms. You ran my cousins away. You ran my family members away. I know people at work that ran away because of the storm. Guess what? It won't be me playing. Guess what? The two of us, I got plans tomorrow, and I got plans I'm going to keep. I'm a man of my word. If I made them plans, I'm keeping them plans tomorrow, player. I'm not going to run because you came in here. You got to go. You got to go back 
You got to go back sorry. You got to go back, devil, and tell everybody, sorry, I failed. Sorry, she was stronger than what I thought. Sorry, he was stronger than what I thought. I got rebuked, and I had to come back to this pit of hell. I, did, I underestimated him. I didn't know he was as strong as he is now. I didn't know she was as mighty as she is now. Sorry, I failed you. I got to go back and whimper down and cower down. But me, devil, I'm going to stand right here, and I'm going to rebuke you. You've got to go. Make him go back. Make him run back. When we were kids, they don't do this now. They, they just too violent. They shoot now. But when we were kids, you have a stare off. And you put each other shoulder to shoulder. And the one who backed down is the one who's going to get the dog beat out of them. But if you didn't back down, you stood your ground. And some of them, they, they talked a lot. Of, thank you, Lord. This is, this is a side note. And all, all, all of us brothers with the good grade, you would know this to be true. That anytime you see somebody who's about to be in a fight and he doing all of the talking, they are generally the ones who's going to get whooped. And so the one who doesn't do the talking, that silent one that sits in the corner, is generally the one that's going to have that one-two punch. And the Lord said, the devil's been doing all that barking. He's been doing, he's doing all that barking because the enemy goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he's doing all that talking. He's doing all that yeah, 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 yeah. And all you got to do is just stand there with three words. Peace be still. And walk away. He has no choice. You ain't got to do all that talking and all that. I'm going to do this to you. And when I see you do this, and when I see you don't come around here no more, you ain't got to do all that. Just stand right there. Peace be still. Satan the Lord rebuke you. He has no choice. He's got to back up. Because the greater one has spoke up. The one that said, let there be, in the face of chaos, the dark chaos of nothingness, he stood out on that and said, let there be. And it had to become whatever he said, because the greater one stood up, and all he used was his voice. Let there be. On the night that Jesus was to be betrayed, he took the bread. Stand up to it. He doing all that talking and all that barking and what you going to do and what I'm going to do. you going to do this and you're going to go down and this and that. And, and you ain't going to never make it. If, if I go down, God is there with me. David said, if I make my bed in hell, thou art with me. If I sit to the utmost parts of the earth, God is with me. You got to know your word for yourself and know the Bible for the, yourself. The engrafted word of God is able to save you. Devil, if I go all the way down, God is there. If I get all the way up, he is there. He's there waiting on me in any direction I go. I'm not going to be afraid of you. You're going to lose everything. You're going to be down to nothing. Well, down to nothing is just enough for God. Down to nothing is just enough for God. He took the bread. He broke it. He blessed it. Father, we thank you for this represents your body, what you have done for us. You were broken for us. You were beaten for us. And because you were broken and beaten, we can be healed and set free from our sins and from iniquity. Take the bread, eat it.
That devil been running you around your house. Have you walking around your house? Some of you are scared to go back to your house because to you, it represents a place of sadness because of some things that have transpired in your house. Some of you don't go to certain parts of town. Some of you don't go to certain areas anymore because it represents what happens to you there. But I'm telling you to take authority over that. I don't care if all hell broke loose in that place. Go to that place, order dinner, have a seat right there because you're having a seat in the presence of your enemies. You're having dinner in the presence that once brought you plain pain. I'm going to show this pain that greater is he that is in me. I'm going to show this pain that you don't run me like you think you did. I'm going to order up every course I can get on the meal. I'm going to get my appetizers. I'm going to get my dinner. I'm going to get dessert. I'm going to get a Just bring a picture of tea here because we're going to be here a little bit longer than I thought because I'm going to show this devil you're not going to run me out because what the devil will do is he'll put something everywhere you like. Everything you like to do. And so sooner or later you're going to be isolated in your house in a corner and you're going to be afraid to go anywhere because the devil said if you go over there you remember what happened to you over there. And if you go over here, you remember what happened to you over there. And you can do whatever you want to. I'm going to enjoy life. Jesus said, I come that you may have life and have life more abundantly. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to pay for some clothes I'm not going to wear because I'm too scared to get out the house. And I'm not going to pay for a house every month that I'm scared to live in and scared to enjoy Open up those blinds. Let some oxygen, let some sunlight in there. You have those blinds closed. I know it's not biblical, but it's true. You got those blinds closed and you got everything dark in the house because it's an indication of what's going on on the inside. Open those blinds up. There's some fresh air in there. There's some vitamin D in there. Them plants need it. Them plants are dying. Open it up. Speak back. Do something different. Do something different. Turn the news off and turn the comedy on. Do something different. Fight back. Fight for all the hell you done been through. This is how you're going to cower down and wait until death comes to get you. The devil is alive. You're going to have to get me doing something. You're going to have to get me running. You're going to have to get me exercising. You're going to have to get me climbing up the mountain. But you ain't going to get me sitting here in this chair. The night of the Passover, the death angel was passing through. But he said, everywhere I see the blood, I'm going to have to pass over that house. The blood on the doorpost indicates that death had already occurred there. So when we lift up the blood over our head, it's to show the devil that death has already occurred here. The death angel has no choice but to pass by. You have no choice but to pass by here because death has already occurred. And Father, we thank you for shedding your blood for us. We didn't deserve it. We're unworthy. There's nothing we can do to deserve it. But we thank you for shedding your blood for us, for washing us, for cleaning us when we didn't even know how to get up ourselves. And while we were yet sinners, you died for us. Thank you for your blood. In Jesus' name. Drink.
Now, I'm going to do something. If, if I hadn't ran you off and you like to make this church your church home, I want you to meet my wife and I down here on this altar immediately after service, and we're going to give you the right hand of fellowship. Ooh, Lord, I kept y'all, y'all, y'all enjoy this. Anybody glad you came to church today? It is my determination to give you everything God has given me. And I'm not going to stop until, he, until I, I do that. I take this very serious. We take this very serious. You don't got to remember every announcement, but you still can be used. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this place. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for how mighty you are. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for your love and your kindness and your peace, your grace and your mercy. Thank you for giving us our voice back. Thank you, Lord, for your peace that abides. Thank you for your favor. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and glory and honor as we leave this place, but never your presence. Thank you for what you're about to do in our life. We walk now into the newness that you have for us because we got to the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. Hug on somebody, love your neighbor. There's a few people I wanted to see after service. Thank you, Jesus. Goodbye, our street daughters. We love you.